is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday, December the 20th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hey, we got the sun shining today. Unbelievable. It's cold outside. It's about 20 degrees. We got a big winter storm coming in here on Thursday and Friday. But today looks like a real nice day. At least the sun's out. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, run over and put your email address in there. We'll send you out a notice when a new episode drops in the podcast channel. This is your top five headlines for this Tuesday. Let's start off with headline number five. Sean Penn believes unvaccinated people are criminals. From the Daily Wire, avowed leftist Sean Penn has a strong position when it comes to unvaccinated people and how they should behave. The 62-year-old actor recently made his feelings known. When asked by the interviewer how he felt about anti-vaccine rhetoric, Penn replied, it's an cowardice of conviction. I think that it is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense. That at this point, it seems criminal to me, actually. From the Daily Wire, catch up. Sean Penn says people who are unvaccinated are basically criminals who should stay home and not have jobs. From the Washington Post. 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted, according to an analysis conducted for the Health 202 by Cynthia Cox, vice president at the Kaiser Family Foundation. All right, so uh, leftists are uh, very much uh, in favor of giving up individual freedoms. They want us to to stay in lockstep with whatever the government mandates are, not to step out of line slap a criminal charge on someone that doesn't conform to the government's idea of what's right for you, that you have no freedoms. This is what the left believes. They believe that. But the facts show differently. You see that more than 50% of the people who have been vaccinated and boosted have the highest death rate. So if vaccines were such a great invention of science, then we would see death rates much lower than 50%. So it just goes to show that common sense is not always common sense. It just depends on your ideology. All right, hit line number four. Stacey Abrams in debt by over $1 million despite fundraising $100 million. Axios, after raising more than $100 million in her second bid to be Georgia governor, The Stacey Abrams campaign owes more than a million dollars in debt to vendors. Two-time campaign manager Lauren Groh Wargo confirmed. Abrams has been heralded for her fundraising prowess and had brought in donations at a presidential level earlier in the year. But money became so tight that most of the 180 full-time staffers were given an abrupt paycheck cutoff date just a week after the November election. From the National Review, It's not just that Abrams lost, it's that she lost by 7.5 percentage points after receiving more donor money than almost any other gubernatorial candidate in the country in history. Well, I think that's the end of Stacey Abrams' political career. I 
career. I think she is done. She's proven to be unelectable. She's too far, even she's too too far left for the leftists and the radicals and the American people just uh, don't like her and they spit her out. She just, sometimes the things that she says is nonsensical. It's just proven itself out. $100 million and she's still $1 million in debt and she lost by a huge margin. She's done. She's toast. Goodbye. All right, headline number three. D.C. Democrat pushes against crime reform bill. Fox News, a lifelong Washington, D.C. Democrat, pushed back against those in her own party who are advocating for a sweeping criminal code overhaul to soften repercussions on crime. Neighborhood Commissioner Denise Rucker-Krep, Democrat, joined Fox and Friends first Monday to discuss her concerns surrounding the bill and its impact on public safety as certain crimes soar. The reform, if passed, would restore jury trials for misdemeanors and eliminate mandatory minimum sentences except for first-degree murder. It would also make it easier for criminals to fight for early release. All right, well, finally, uh, at least one Democrat somewhere in the country is pushing back on this woke idea of defunding the police and cashless bail and all the things that we have seen happen around the country, which just creates more crimes, higher crime rates. doesn't work. It's a stupid idea. Everybody knows that. If you want to stop crime, you increase your spending on police. You continue to push back on criminals, put them in jail, give them a reason not to commit crimes. You can see what happened in California when they dropped the criminal or prosecutions uh, on anything under $1,000, and then they just go into these stores and just ransack them and steal everything off the shelves. And that's what you get when you when you cut police and you make things less punishable. You just get more crime, more civic unrest, and this is the problem. All right, headline number two. January 6th committee recommends criminal charges for Trump. National Review. The January 6th committee on Monday referred former President Donald Trump to the Department of Justice for prosecution on four charges related to his conduct leading up to and during the riot that occurred in the Capitol in the wake of his defeat in the 2020 presidential election. The referrals include obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiring to defraud the U.S., making a false statement, and inciting an insurrection, the last of which could disqualify Trump from holding public office in the future. Associated Press, the panel, which will dissolve on January the 3rd with the new Republican-led House, has conducted more than 1,000 interviews, held 10 well-watched public hearings, and collected more than a million documents since it launched in July of 2021. Okay, so again, just weaponizing uh, the government. The Democrats are known for politicizing events. The J6 riots were far less damaging than the Black Lives Matter riots that happened throughout the country where people were actually murdered and killed and billions of dollars of businesses were destroyed. This was a few hours of disruption, and mostly it was just a, a visit through the Capitol building. It wasn't really outside of some very unfortunate incidents that it was uh, just uh, what we see in America, which is protesting protesting for what we believe to be true and for the Democrats to spend millions of dollars 
taking this uh, and just running this thing into the ground just shows us they're only about power. They're only about holding their positions. They're only about crushing their opponents, using the media, using social media to destroy them. That's what the Democrats are all about, the far leftists. So they have, it has no teeth. It's not going to go anywhere. The DOJ is not going not to indict Trump. That's, it's a joke. As soon as January the 3rd rolls around, all these guys are going to be gone. And uh, I hope the, a real committee comes out and they really investigate what happened because there's some nefarious stuff going on there. It's not, it wasn't just Trump supporters. Antifa was involved, possibly the CIA, the FBI. We're seeing how much they've been involved in the social media, Twitter. So it wouldn't surprise us to know that they were the instigators behind J6 to uh, weaponize against Trump to make it look like he's the bad guy. The narrative is very clear. All right, headline number one, Supreme Court freezes expiration of Title 42. In a setback to the Biden administration, Laziz Fair approach to the nation's southern border, Wall Street Journal Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts on Monday temporarily stopped the expiration of the immigration restriction, Title 42, which was scheduled to lift on Wednesday after 19 states filed an appeal. Robert's brief stay order does not discuss the merits of the case. The stay gives the justices enough time to consider the state's appeal, given the looming deadline for Title 42 to end. The states had asked the Supreme Court to intervene and stop Title 42 from ending, contending that not doing so will cause a crisis of unprecedented proportions at the border. ABC News. In Monday's application for a stay, the states, which are mostly Republican-led, again argued that lifting Title 42 will create an influx of unauthorized migrants who will unduly burden government services like law enforcement, education, and health care. Border Patrol made a record 2.2 million apprehensions along the southern border this past fiscal year. Okay, that's a good thing. We need to stop the expiration of Title 42. We already saw just what was happening just with the anticipation of it expiring, how much of an increase in the immigration, the illegal immigrants coming to the border. Huge numbers were coming over. And now that the Supreme Court stepped in, uh, I bet your bottom dollar you'll see that uh, the immigration flow will slow. And hopefully when the new Congress takes control in January that they'll really step in and make some concessions to stop this insane open border policy. They have the power of the purse strings. They can cut off funding to other departments if it continues. That's what they need to do. They need to step up with some guts. That's why Kevin McCarthy needs to show that he has the guts to stand in the breach and to put a stop to this illegal immigration and to really make sure that the Biden administration does not make Title 42 expire. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, December the 20th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Have a great day when we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquise Vandermark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 